Please gather for the latest announcements. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Thatcher. Nice to meet you. And welcome to Organized Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we have a promo episode on an amazing game called Witchbound. So welcome to the podcast, Thatcher. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. It's Yeah, I'm excited. I gave it a shout out. Uh, hang on. By the time this comes out, two weeks ago, I think. And then I said I was super excited to, to do the proper episode. So here we are. So yeah, Thatcher, you are the founder of Dark Doll Games. Tell us a little a bit about that well dark doll is we are a new company i set it up rather recently but it's going to be an attempt at developing and publishing not only my own games but games that i would like to pick up from other designers we are located in florida in the united states and as i said we're we're a fledgling company for now but we have big plans uh, Witchbound being the first of those but uh, we're i say we but it's me <laughs> i am rather excited excited about it so do you do you hope it to be more than just you in the future or yes absolutely i have worked with and do continue to work with other people in regards to the development of the games and of course publishing games is a is not a solo you know venture I, i'm working with other companies and stuff like that but yes i'd love to be able to bring on other designers and and hire people to make this something much greater than it already is awesome awesome so yeah i guess what got you into gaming what made you decide that you wanted to publish some board games? I just genuinely have fun designing them and creating experiences. And so I designed my first board game probably when I was really, really young. I'd say probably had something to do with World of Warcraft or something like that (laughs) and had so much fun designing it. But the real fun came from sharing it with my friends. The first time I let someone play a game I made and I got their reaction and their feedback, it was just so it was such a joy that moving all the way to the current time I want to I want people to experience the games I make and to do that it seems the most natural to publish them and I'm always been a do-it-yourself person and so I figured this is the the right path for me that's brilliant and I love like you know I've got a couple of crappy games on tabletop simulator and I think just if anyone would like to play just knowing that they are there to be you know they are it is possible to play them should anyone wish that's (laughs) that's enough for me (laughs) yeah it's exciting someone enjoying something that you made is just is is just pure joy yeah definitely the following information will change your life Okay, so on to Witchbound. Now, when I mentioned it, as I said, a couple of episodes ago, I gave a very, very rudimentary sort of rundown. So let's hear it from the man himself. What is the pitch? Pitch it to us. I hope it's a long elevator ride. So (laughs) Witchbound is a story-driven, narrative-focused game about becoming the first witch in over 100 years. It's it's a it's a hard game to explain because there's there's a lot that it offers. But if I had to pitch it, I'd say that it's going to be a, a really good solo adventure, all about exploration, really focusing on experimentation, which you don't encounter very often in, in these types of games. It's a game that really allows you to play the way you want while enjoying a very rich world and develop story. That is cool. I think I love that you use the phrase experimentation because there's so many games where there's quite a little or little to none margin for error like if you mess up a turn that's it you're gonna lose whereas this you can just try whatever you want except firing a slingshot at granny which you can't do <laughs> i did have to set some boundaries while there <laughs> there are 
an insane amount of options and possibilities and things you can do. <laughs> yeah, shooting pebbles at your grandmother is, I had to draw the line somewhere and you just <laughs> happen to find that line in the first 10 seconds. So That's, Yeah, I mean, maybe as a stretch goal, you could do a no holds barred edition where, you know, anything goes. <laughs> PVP, you versus your grandmother. So <laughs> Yeah. New rules are effective immediately. Do you want to just talk us through briefly how the game system works? Yeah, sure. So Witchbound focuses mainly on number interactions. So you'll be exploring a a very detailed world. It's represented by a book full of different scenes. These are anything from outside scenes like the town or the forest to inside scenes. You get to go inside shops or explore caves and dungeons. And then these scenes are full of numbers, different points of interest, cool features, um, and of course, characters, NPCs that you can interact with. And the whole point of the game is is to go along this adventure and solve quests and, and complete objectives by interacting with these points of interest. And to do that, you'll use the numbers assigned to all the different items you collect, the skills you learn, or what we call prompts, which are talking points. And you'll they have their own numbers. And when you combine these numbers together, you're led to a story entry in, in a book, and which will provide you with not only the result of that interaction, but give you further options or open up new paths or even reward you with more stuff, more objectives. And so it's it's not limitless by any means, but it is very open to playing how you want. You can choose to interact with things how you think it would be fun or how you think it would be best. And the game will often reward you, sometimes punish you for <laughs> silly interactions. But the, the game is very much open world style where you do have freedom to, to do what you want play what you want and presents you the story as you progress and i think just the amounts like that makes it evident as the amount of work that you've put into this when you think every character has to have a possible entry for every conversation prompt and every item that you could possibly give them or everything you could possibly do to them it must be immense like how many pages are we looking at for the or how many entries i should say for the for the final thing do you think oh geez well let me let me Bull- put nine million (laughs) (laughs) you know it's up there let me put it this way if there's let's say there's 50 npcs by the end of the game and there are you know a hundred different items prompts or or things that you can interact with those npcs i mean that right there is is just a sheer number of entries that it's i mean what we're talking five (laughs) thousand entries right there just for npc interactions and then of course all the points of interest in the world and, and you can use all the different items and and skills to interact with those. So yes, it is a massive undertaking, and, but the amount of work has been well worth it. I can't say what the final result will be in terms of number of entries, but it's a lot. And I would be hard pressed to believe anyone will really ever get to experience all of them. That means that there will be a whole lot of different experiences out there for people. Well, absolutely. And every, I think that's another thing that just boggles my mind is that everyone will play this in a completely different way like so when we were playtesting I am very very linear I get a quest and I don't do anything until I've done (laughs) that quest and stuff but you must have had people who have like investigated every single little thing in every single room and build up as much information as they can before they tackle the quests and like any combination of the two it must be really fascinating for you to see how your different playtesters have have tackled the, the puzzles it's fascinating and very rewarding part of the work going into 
to this is trying to imagine all the different interactions that different players will try or have and getting to write those ahead of time and make sure that those are there so that way if you feel like trying this then then there's a reaction for it if you feel like being linear as you were you can progress through the story and explore later but I, as you said I did have players that never even got to complete much of the objectives because they were so busy getting sidetracked with exploration and stuff and yeah it supports it's so fascinating to see the different styles of play but the game supports it and that's my favorite part is every now and then I'm surprised I write an entry thinking <laughs> there's no way anyone will ever do this but I write it and I put it in the book and then someone just maybe they're messing with me or maybe they're just that type of person but they try it and then they're surprised when there's a result for it and that right there is how I know that the system works the way it's intended That's, so yeah that must again like you said really rewarding so like has anyone thrown you a curveball has anyone done something that you completely were not prepared for or did not expect absolutely I had someone I test played recently that the very first thing they attempted to do was shoot their grandmother with a pebble hey what <laughs> uh, yeah no of course the game tries to set boundaries so it's not completely limitless and therefore overwhelming but yes I have had some players think a lot more creatively than I was expecting or at least try some things that I I, I didn't write an entry for or I did write an entry but I just kind of didn't put too much effort because I didn't think it would ever come up and thought I'd go back to it later and stuff but yes I've absolutely had players blow my mind with what they especially some of the more puzzly quests how yeah. quickly they figured them out or sometimes I had a player find a solution to a quest that I hadn't actually naturally built in it just uh-huh. happened yeah they tried something and it turned out that the game rewarded them what they needed even though I hadn't planned that and it worked out wonderfully so the game is flexible but oh, that's cool so yeah I was going to ask is it always is there always just one solution to each quest or each puzzle or are there different ways to solve them sometimes never just one solution I I can easily <laughs> say at least two often three solutions I, I intentionally have a design note that when I'm writing these these quests and these entries to make sure that there's always there's the best option of course but then there's other paths that you can follow should you try to be more creative or try to be more straightforward yeah, yeah. there's always ways to to solve the problems than than the most obvious one so that's cool engagement levels are being monitored so obviously right this isn't like any game that i've played before in the sense that it's an amalgamation of so many different types of game it's part choose your own adventure it's part like spotting all the numbers in the picture you know it's like hidden object findy game that's the worst <laughs> explanation of them but you know what i mean and yep. it's part ttrpg with your character sheet and you tracking your health and your items and all that sort of stuff so like what was your inspiration <laughs> where did the idea come from <laughs> oh that's a hard one to be honest because i started out wanting to tell a story i have designed lots of more typical style games you know euro style or or just more mechanically focused games but i wanted to finally tell a story and so i thought that there's lots of games out there storytelling games and so i started looking into and playing them and i've had a blast with them and i enjoyed learning how they do things but none of them ever truly gave me that feel of like i'm just gonna go ahead and say it zelda it's the zelda experience that yeah. i enjoyed when i was younger and i still enjoy today i enjoy with my kids breath of the wild 
Wild was a particularly big inspiration for this game. Have you completed it? Was, it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. I'm not even... I'm still trying to get on board the stupid beast in the Zora's domain. <sighs> I'm you, so sorry. Can you actually complete <laughs> Breath of the Wild, though? That's what well, I'll, I I'll, I'll retract my statement. <laughs> I don't know that you can actually complete it, but I have done the story and I have done the side quests and I've found the shrines and I've nice. done a lot. But I that's what I love about that game particularly is that every time I pick it up, especially with my kids, I always feel like there's still something to discover, something to interact with, yeah. or something to try. I absolutely love the little tips on the loading screen that they give you they give you an idea of something that you had no idea was even possible. And that was kind of a big inspiration for me when designing Witchbound because in so many board games, as soon as you read the rule book, you know exactly everything you can do in the game. You know how to play it. You know what to, to expect. And so I wanted to try and create an experience where you didn't know. You had to actually try things to find out if it would work or what would happen or what's the best approach or and then also to learn. But a big inspiration was was getting my story through in a way that players were guiding it themselves, not just reading and following along. They actually make the choices that progress the story or digress the story. And and I think with with what I've managed to accomplish with the number system and the narrative, I, I feel like I'm creating as close to that experience as I as I personally can. So what was your process in terms of like how did you start? Did you start by coming up with a vague idea of the main storyline or did you start by drawing a scene? Like what was your starting point? Definitely the story. I started with an outline of the story I wanted to tell, some of the characters I wanted to create. And again, all of these draw inspiration some from, from some of my favorite characters and other mediums. But I wanted to tell a story. And so that's what Witchbound will always focus on is telling a, a really good, cohesive story that really reflects the choices you make in this world. But didn't take long before realizing that from the story, I had to actually create mechanisms that supported it. The number system came about much later on. I started out vastly different than where the game is now. I've have, There's probably a dozen iterations. This is several years ago that I started. But getting to the point where I came up with the number system, and there are games that use numbers in different ways, and I don't claim to be the first to use numbers, but I am very happy with the result of how my the game works. But I'll tell you the amount of spreadsheets and, <laughs> I love and documentation I have. Yeah, the, the number of spreadsheets and the size of spreadsheets I have to make this game work is something I had never anticipated. And to be honest, had I known what was in store, I might have jumped ship and moved to uh, <laughs> moved to another game. But I'm so glad I stuck with it because I'm just genuinely excited for people to experience all the amount of all the work I've put into this. Well, and I, I feel I share that excitement because even though I played the tutorial mode and the demo version, just knowing that there is so much more of this this world to explore and so many more people to meet and things to find i'm just it's like oh <laughs> well i mean i can't ask more than what is it angel angel bells or whatever <laughs> angel music i can't ask for more than that so yes that you did get to experience only a small taste of of what the world has to offer and i am just as excited as anyone to for people to discover it mainly because i want to see the story i wanted told out in the world so that's brilliant and i just i swear i keep thinking of more questions to ask because i'm just so curious about it like you said that it, the number system came late but i can't imagine
imagine how you would build a game on this scope and of this magnitude without the number system. Like what was what came before the number system? <laughs> Stickers. Oh. Stickers came first. It was this game absolutely started as a, a traditional leg uh, legacy game. It okay. was a permanent alteration type thing where the scenes were just full of images and you interact with the images by placing new stickers over them and and then of course I considered using an app because this type of game is definitely well maybe not for me but I imagine someone would have an easier time making this game using an app or something Mm. like that that could remember things and all that so the legacy in the beginning made it easier to design types of this type of thing where I could permanently alter the world without having to, to worry about going back and I realized pretty far into the design that I didn't want to rely on on that. I, I didn't want to rely on people having to place the stickers. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I enjoy legacy games, but I wanted people to, knowing that they could have vastly different experiences each time they play it, or even as they play, I didn't want them to be held back by the permanence of, of, of that. So the number system allowed me to introduce enough variety in the play and flexibility in the system that I could make it to where you can essentially start over from the beginning if you want and and play differently and yeah the the first iterations of the game were like i said unrecognizable basically nice and how did you okay right here's a question how did you what limits did you put on yourself because this could easily have just continued growing and growing and growing into this infinite monster (laughs) because you've got obviously this am i allowed to say the name of the island the place yeah absolutely so you mean you've got this this world of coven cove but it is a self-contained you know it's got its regions but it is a self-contained sort of zone was that always going to be the case you like right i'm having this many places or like how did you limit it to what it is okay to be honest it didn't start as an island it did start as a big old world and uh-huh. yeah it was it was pretty quick that i realized maybe maybe a couple thousand entries in that i was way overwhelmed with <laughs> with the scope here so i decided yeah. you know cut back the scope a just the story. And so I do have those limitations of the island being restricted to the kind of five biomes and and stuff like that. And I also item limits. I basically came up with a max number of items I wanted to have and then tried to fit everything within that. And now that's not to say that there isn't more in the future plans. I Mm. I want to throw away a lot of the work I had done. So not to tease too much, but you may not be stuck on the island forever in future games so yeah i'm excited that i created unintentionally created a game system and less not so much just a game and that's kind of been a a sub like a a a design dream of mine is to create what would be considered a game system something that has different applications and and can be used for future games without redesigning and all that and so i'm excited that i think i think this is that i think it's a game system that will allow me to make future future games and expand on this world and allow people to continue enjoying hopefully enjoying what I'm making for a long time. Well so. see that's what I was going to go on to next was the future because as it, yeah as you said this is a system it could be a 
it, you, you could have any type of adventure on a different island in a different place or on the same island with a new character and a new the, the possibilities for expansions or sequels or whatever like the Zelda games you know they just keep yep. poor Link just keeps <laughs> getting chucked out in a new time zone in a new iteration of Hyrule you could do that infinitely I would love the opportunity to do that I can't say that I have any bigger aspirations or dreams than that itself nice. just making a system that people enjoyed enough that they want more of and so I can just keep doing my thing I can still I can just continue creating and building this world or yeah. these worlds and and hopefully people will continue to enjoy the system and what the game offers and maybe other designers will find ways to you know do something that's equally as is inspiring and well you know I was gonna say if you if you need a guest writer <laughs> <laughs> hey I I'm already thinking I'm gonna request your help on the uh, <laughs> PvP granny expansion so I'll, I'll write you some DLC that can be a <laughs> <laughs> I I have actually had I've had other people work on this with me in regards to the creative content development I've intentionally yeah. sought people out to help me write some things and I've even used Twitter to to the to come up with content and it's while I can claim I designed the game I in no way would claim that it's all just me I've gained inspiration from so many different people and I yes I would love to hire people to help me develop these games and I have done I have hired some people for some things here and there and I want to continue to do so but I would truly hope that I can do it on a bigger scale so you might have a job soon you never know (laughs) yeah watch out granny that's all I'm saying (laughs) oh poor granny (laughs) okay this is my favorite part of a promo side but what are your favorite bits of the game I've got my favorite bits I can go first if you want but what yeah I want to hear you go first I want to hear what you say is your favorite in case (laughs) just in case I like okay I've got three in mind and I've sort of touched on one like just the sheer scope of it I think is just mind-boggling and as I said just knowing that there's all these people to meet and all these places to explore it's full of wonder full of promise you know and like when you fire up that new video game or whatever and it's this big just open world and you're like right I can literally do whatever I want I can literally do anything just that I think is is such a draw because sometimes you know when you've got a particularly a board game and you read the rules like you said you know all there is you can see everything on the board you know exactly but this you're constantly unlocking stuff and the some of these locations are just brilliant and what were you saying so like the the seller has 13 hidden numbers or something and just <laughs> yep. that challenge of you know on the again I'll edit this out if you want if it's a spoiler but the vines in the demo version and like just spotting I was like oh do those vines make a number yes and just the smug sort of ha found that number but when you've got like 12 other numbers to find yeah you start thinking wow like where could they be that's that's a challenge in itself so that was my that's my first favorite bit my second favorite bit is it's kind of linked to what you said about it originally being a legacy sort of game but you can make permanent changes so each character or item or whatever has this action number but if you again how dead is the demo can i talk about the potion shop people yeah talk about whatever yeah the demo consider the demo dead it was a vertical slice that (laughs) was meant to highlight some of the features but it's since been rehashed into the tutorial but also added new content yeah it's it's dead for all intents purposes so there was there's the lady in the shop and she said basically if i made a potion could she sell the potions i was like yeah yeah yeah, 
cool, fine, fine, fine. And so that was her action number all revolved around selling the potions. But then later on, I met another character who also wanted to sell my potions. And if I chose to go with him, then her action number would change now because obviously she wasn't selling my potions. And I imagine I probably pissed her off a little bit by going back on our deal. But just this like the idea that so some of the choices you make then change how the characters react to you or change how certain things work. And the same in the, the demo version. I, obviously, I won't spoil the, the I won't spoil this, the tutorial version, sorry. But there was an encounter I had that because I did blah with item blah, it changed how that creature <laughs> reacted to me. And it's just like, yeah, just the idea that if you play it like a bastard, then the characters, the NPCs are going <laughs> to notice and are going to change how they are with you, I think is a really cool concept. <laughs> I said I had three and I did have three and now I've forgotten the third one. It was the, hang on. Well, it's not hitting granny with pebbles because I, I no. didn't allow that to happen. <laughs> So. No, if I had to pick one criticism, that's it. That can't hit Granny with pebbles. <laughs> Again, maybe maybe it's a <laughs> DLC. I I uh, I just I ne- the character needs her Granny, okay, and uh, <laughs> I can't allow her to be torn down by by pebbles just yet. No, that's true. Oh my god, I can't remember it. My mind has gone blank. I- I'll tell you what. I'll jump in. I'll give you a couple of my favorites and give you some time to uh, to think. So I definitely am going to echo one of yours with the dynamic NPC characters. That's probably my favorite of the system. So one of the things I'm most excited for people to discover in the game is just that, how dynamic the characters are in their relationships to you, the relationships to the world, and with each other. And by the system allows me to uh, design narratives in a way that with a simple number change, I can alter the world going forward. And as you said in an example, you wanted to sell a certain lady some potions, and then later on you agreed to accept exclusively sell them to someone else, which means you changed a number, just one number change. But now moving forward, anytime you interacted with that new number, you got a different experience. Even if you went back to that lady, you you got a different experience from her. And then something you didn't even get to experience is the future repercussions of it. Mm. So maybe by agreeing to exclusivity with the one person, you made enemies of someone else. And the game can easily ask those types of things based on the numbers you have. So the flexibility there with the NPC interactions and, and relationships and even relationships with you or each other, you could maybe reunite two lost lovers. And then in doing that, you may have Aww. just made an enemy of the current relationships they were in. Or maybe if you help this person, this person doesn't like it. Or this person thanks you for helping that person. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so the world is super dynamic and the NPCs offer just the best storytelling through their, even though they're pretty much considered side quests, it's my favorite content. I love the story. I love the main story I wrote, but the side quests, the side content is wholesome and it's whimsical and it's just a lot more open-ended. So you can make things go horribly right or horribly wrong, but the, the world still moves on, the game still moves on, and you just have to live with the consequences or you know results of, of your choices. I'd say if I had to pick one more, 
I mean, there's a lot of things I love, but the hidden numbers are, in terms of designing, my favorite thing. I do the art for the game, and so designing these scenes, I get to pick and choose where I want to hide numbers. I make some more obvious than others. I try and hide some pretty well, but something that you actually haven't discovered yet, try not to spoil too much, there are what I call implied numbers. You have not encountered it because you haven't, well, you just haven't tried yet, but you also haven't, you haven't talked to the right person or experienced the right interaction to learn that implied numbers are a thing. What I mean is... There you go, listener. It's not that I'm bad at the game. No, 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 no. You just, no. (laughs) No, the demo version you played and, and even the tutorial, this is something that's more late game, but there are implied numbers where if you see something that maybe looks really stand out, if you see something that looks, that really catches your attention, but you're like, hey, there's no number. And then no matter how hard you look, there is no number entwined into the artwork. But just out of curiosity, that's where this game really lets loose is you might decide to just try something. Maybe the number of something in the room, maybe the quantity of something, maybe the number of dots on something. Try not to be too spoilery, but because implied numbers really are a big, they're a one-off thing. Once you do it and you encounter it, you're going to be looking for them everywhere. Yeah, you'll spend (laughs) so much time looking for it and you'll try things. And again, that's where the system is very flexible as it allows you to try anything. And if it works, you'll get a really fun, rich little bit of narrative. If it doesn't work, then you'll know that what you tried wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But there's no serious consequence for it. But yes, implied numbers are probably one of my most things I'm excited for people to discover the most. I I dream of these forums talking about, hey, how did you figure (laughs) out this quest in this game? I can't figure it out. And oh, well, you didn't try this or you didn't try that. And, you know, those dope moments like, oh, no, I can't believe I... And I'm excited for that if it comes. But yeah, hidden numbers are are by far my favorites to to design, to implement, and the, the people's reactions. As you said, when you try something like the vines in the, the cave wall and you and you aren't sure, but you try it and it works. It's it's a thrill, it's rewarding, it's satisf- you know, satisfactory. It's just those are the types of emotions I wanted to create in this game. And I feel like the hidden numbers are easily the best way to do that. The story is important, of course, but those hidden numbers are a joy to find. Yeah. And that was good because you're right. You've mentioned the side quests and the thrill. That was my last one. And I said it when we were playing, but just that smugness, that element of smug when you talk to a person and they're like, oh, side quest. I want to look like a witch or I want this. And instantly like, boom, I know exactly (laughs) where I need to go. I know exactly what I need to get. I got you. Don't you worry, mate. I'm going to get you that hat or I'm going to catch you those bugs or find that mushroom or whatever, whatever, whatever. Just that thrill of problem solving that sort of yeah i got it moment (laughs) awesome that's i mean those are the exact type of experiences that i set out to create with the writing with the mechanisms and in all the testing i did it's easily easily fair to say that that was most people's favorite element of the game was that problem solving they it was just genuinely rewarding and yeah i i'm excited for people to find all of it (laughs) did you ever play Majora's Mask on the N64. Of course, I did. It reminds me, uh, like, not aesthetically or anything, but just, you know, you'd talk to all the people in Clock Town and you'd have that book of, like, when they'd appear and when you could talk to them and mm-hmm. what they needed and all that sort of quest book. It's like that, just the, you know, you can talk to anyone and they might give you a quest or they might not. And the idea of certain events only happen after other events have happened. So, like, again, spoilers-ish, but there was a girl who was very upset and I was 
was just trying whatever I could think of to try and cheer her up until I finally got something that she liked. And then once I'd done that, she opened up and I got a quest off her. But, you know, it's all just, oh, it's just, it's so good. <laughs> well, your, your excitement is is exactly the reason that Dark Doll exists and exactly the reason that I have a hundred spreadsheets of, of information <laughs> to, to deal with just because that's why we design games is because we want, well, at least that's why I do, is I want to provide an experience or an emotion and when that works, it's there's just nothing better. And that's awesome. Well, do you want to give us like a final plug? Where can people find you on the socials? When you're going for GameFound, yeah? Do you have like a launch date yet or any? So as of right now, we are shooting for launching in mid-January. We are actually planning to launch around the new moon in January, which we I'm still undecided if I'm going to launch on the new moon or, you know, stick with the cliche Tuesday of the week of the full moon or new moon. But yeah, mid-January is when we plan to launch. It's going on GameFound. We do have a preview page up now. You can check it out. It's actually featured on the top banner occasionally, but you can just look up Witchbound or you can visit Dark Doll Games on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook and I have links to the Witchbound GameFound page there. And so you can follow the page. We actually do have a free gift for followers that end up backing the campaign and it is something that they can use in the game and I'm excited. I haven't said what it is yet uh, because Mm. I'm working on the visuals for it and I want people to be extra excited when I reveal it. Is it a special action number that lets you shoot granny with the slingshot? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you would just love that, wouldn't you? No, I, you know what? I think with, you're so adamant about hitting granny with a pebble, I'm going to find some way to include a, like a special quest, like a exclusive quest for you that you're sponsored and so you're you'll sponsor the quest and it's it's so funny because you really were the first player to even ask if that was a thing and it and it was just one of those moments where i'm like you know this game this game really does shock me sometimes that people are willing to the things that they're willing to try and that the game often rewards it so bless her granny is the equivalent of attacking the cuckoos in zelda isn't she you just you can't help it you can't listen i'm gonna spoiler (laughs) alert there you can attack something like those in my game and there can be a similar result it's not granny (laughs) but no there is an equivalent grant the equivalent granny is maybe wind waker you have your little grandma sitting in the rocking chair oh yeah you know she gives you the soup and all that but granny <laughs> just wants to give you muffins and, she <laughs> and they are very useful sh- muffins yes but My she doesn't God. want to be shot with pebbles and so i had to draw the line but i will find a way for that line to be crossed even if <laughs> even if it's purely an outside of the main game thing you will get to shoot but you may be surprised maybe granny whips a muffin at you across the room and oh, <laughs> does one over on you so any muffins um, that she burns she keeps ready, <laughs> oh geez like, rock, rock hard hard rock hard burnt muffins yeah. how's that for ammunition <laughs> so but no that i uh thanks for giving me an opportunity to plug it i the only th- other thing i wanted to say is that the the campaign if you are interested in this game at all i'm planning to do a pre-launch update on the campaign soon where i talk about what's coming what we're planning and stuff like that and start i've already started posting a little bit about more about the game and everything but i have some really neat surprises planned in terms of community involvement i really want to allow because they've already helped so much i want 
want to allow the community and the game, you know, the people that are interested in the game to help me develop some of the blank areas I have, like creating maybe some NPCs or, or points of interest and, and stuff like that. And so I'm super excited to develop this game further with people that are potential fans of it. And the GameFound page is a great place to just start that journey. You follow it when we launch. If you join in, you will get to have a say in whether or not Granny gets pebbled or not. <laughs> so. That's awesome. And as well, I mean, obviously, yes, the, the GameFound page. And on Twitter, if you follow Dark Gold Games on Twitter, because you're constantly posting these beautiful like artwork or works in progress, but also asking the Twitterverse for suggestions of like, hey, what can be in this room? And what like can I add on the walls? And what details can I put in? And I bet probably some of those suggestions might lead, as you said, to an extra entry in the book or an extra point of interest of like, hey, that's pretty cool. That's worth <laughs> investigating. That sort of thing. You know, I'd, it's, yeah, yeah, I'd be lying if I said it hasn't already. <laughs> I I can safely say that there have been some comments made on Twitter that led to in-game content, and I hope that there's a lot more because it is purely uh, rewarding to to have people interested enough to even make a suggestion and then for it to turn into something that they'll get to experience later perhaps is just exciting so that's awesome and i genuinely cannot wait to see it smash its smash its goals and become a reality (laughs) because it so deserves it it really does i want i want just a little bit of your optimism (laughs) not that i don't feel good about it i'm very proud of the game and i'm excited about the future of it but anyone in the in the industry or the space knows it's it's a nervous nerve-wracking thing just putting the game out into the world and asking people to help you make it a reality is is it takes a lot to do that and yeah. i'm excited i really am excited for the outcome of it and so yeah this is what you're doing here for me is just so greatly appreciated because it's just helping it helps so yeah i do that's cool. well i mean if this can if this can generate any further interest then job done isn't it absolutely it may bring forth all the all the wretched people that want to hit old <laughs> ladies with pebbles but hey those people are welcome those people are welcome because i can tell you there are plenty of things to hit with your pebbles in the game i'm not doing it to be mean granny herself admitted that she was frail she needs toughening up otherwise sooner hey, or later. Listen, she she bakes over that hot brick oven all those <laughs> those muffins every day she's more stout than you might know yeah <laughs> Well, Thatcher, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about uh, Witchbound. And thank and you for said, having I me. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Well, like, thank you so much for your excitement. I hope. Well, actually, I I have no doubt that anyone listening to this will definitely definitely be able to feel the intense excitement you have, and I hope that that leads down a, a better or a good road for me. So, because that's why I'm doing it. So, I, I do appreciate you having me, and I hope that you know your excitement is worth the wait. So, it will be. It will be. Right. Well, that's cool. You can find Thatcher on Twitter at Doctor Games. You can find Organized Fun on Facebook at Organized Fun Pod. You can find it on Twitter at Fun Organized. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Bye. Bye. This, this concludes, concludes the information. Disperse and return to work. work.